I can't hear myself though. Can I hear myself? Yeah. Test, test. Yeah, I can hear myself. Yo, hey everyone. What's going on? Oh my gosh, here we are, another week. And I feel like this was a real week. I feel like it's been a minute since I saw you. Has it? It feels, it feels like that. I don't know. This week was long, but not tiresome long, just long. Uh, Yeah, it was a pretty long week, actually. It was very busy. Yeah, it felt like seven days. Yeah, it <laughs> did. And yeah, it really wasn't, but it was a lot going on this week. Um, you know, this is Nick. Follow me on IG at just Nick underscore 91. Yeah. And I'm Clover with a K at that crazy creative. Oh my gosh. So how was your week, Nick? You know, my week was pretty good. Um, it's a holiday weekend. Well, for some people, um, my job actually gives us good Friday off. So I was off yesterday. You know, um, and it was funny because I was working Thursday and my boss, she calls us randomly on teams and she's like, oh, yeah, I'll let you guys go ahead and um, clock out today at three o'clock. It was like two fifty nine. <laughs> you get 60 seconds. <laughs> so we were like, OK, great. But when you tell us stuff like that, you have to let us know, you know, like a day in advance so I could have actually gotten work done you know, in the beginning of the day, because then I was like, mm, I didn't actually get as far as I wanted to by three o'clock. So I wound up working until like five anyway, because I still had stuff to do. But other than that, yeah, the week was great. Um, You know, as yeah. always, I talked to you. I talked to behind the scenes, Gene, of course. Dope. Um, So I have to bring it up. We was looking for you on Wednesday, fam. Oh, my God. Let me tell you about how I gave out the wrong information last week. <laughs> Everyone knows I was supposed to be on my aunt's podcast. Um, how did I get here? Yeah, that was not released this week. Um, I'm going to just say just go follow, follow the podcast. Go check <laughs> it. Um, and in the meantime, go listen to the rest of the episodes. Um, it was... Very assumptions, very assumptions of me anyway to go in there and say that that was um, coming out that week because we never actually confirmed that. So let me just say that there was not a communication issue or anything like that. I think it was just me, you know, basing it off the fact that we're on a podcast and when we record, we usually release that episode the following Wednesday. So, you know, um, so, we yeah, that's plan. that. Like, well, I mean, we're pop culture, so we it's different, yeah. but that's. I mean, that's interesting. So it may be this week. I'm not sure. But she did a thank you episode, which we definitely may need to do one of those. Uh, Just to thank people who listen. And, you know, for those of you who are listening, as as always, thank you. We appreciate you listening to us. Just uh, get on here and just talk. Yeah, we we really do. It is really dope. And no, that makes sense. Um, But, you know, all the more reason for you to follow the podcast his aunt's podcast that is and stay tuned um she definitely has some dope guests on there with some dope stories and it's interesting and learning a new perspective is always what's good so yeah um check them out and be on the lookout and we'll make sure we uh we tweet about it and we post about it on ig when the episode finally drops yeah and for those of you who actually did miss me 
this past Wednesday, we were still on our podcast. So just go listen to that. Yeah. So you were able to hear a little something, something. <laughs> um, yeah, I really actually this was a good week. So me and the DJ girls, um, we were able my cheetahs amigas. <laughs> Jean, did you also laugh when you heard that song posted? Because I did. Okay, great. I wasn't the only one who was like, this just post a cheetah girl song on this yeah okay cheetah girls yeah that was such some good moment in time but my cheetahs amigas and i we um we had our christmas outing actually uh (laughs) wednesday we i mean no thursday we went to xoxo dining here in dallas it's the cutest girliest like little situation they have fun foods they have the cutest drinks and like the best backdrop for pictures ever so it was fun to like connect with them and get the gang together and just kind of talk music and you know future plans and all of that and you know Tuesday is always content night it was a very good mellow content night so um, at AOD uh, we do this thing called content night we've talked about and um, um and it's normally pretty uh, laid back, and it's no, it's not pretty. Late. It's pretty exciting. And um, this week was really laid back because we, I think, the whole team was just kind of burnt out. Um, so no one really posted about it, but we had the right amount of people there, and they all kind of really knew how to multitask and utilize the space. So that was really really dope. It was different. Like a photographer there it was a a really dope chick that owns this t shirt line. Um, rooted in royalty please check them out um another photographer and they all kind of utilized the same space with different lighting and captured like really dope moments so that was tuesday like i said thursday was the um the outing and then like i think that and then you know work at the optical but yeah for the most part it was a pretty chill week for me as well oh i dropped new mix monday two weeks in a row yes you did Woot, woot, look at me. Um, so, you know, consistency is key, and I'll be actually working on that tomorrow. We're actually recording a day early for people who don't know. We record on Sundays, but Resurrection Sunday, Easter's tomorrow. So we decided to link up on Saturday and get this out so we can have it to y'all in time. So tomorrow is the um, Isley versus versus um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yes versus so i'ma do a nice little mix um in respect to that that'll be out early on monday like before y'all wake up in texas if you wake up at like 8 a.m um it'll be up around you know early enough and um i'm excited for that so yeah well i can't wait to hear it because i will be listening to it i actually have um played the last two early in the morning when I'm getting up and moving. So, yeah, I'm here for it. I'm ready. Yeah. You know, you like them a little vibey. They're actually very vibey. Um, yeah, I'm feeling them a lot. I I really enjoy them, actually. Come to think of it, when the playlist you, well, the, the set you started making for your event that you DJed mm-hmm. last weekend was actually pretty dope. Yeah, so I put some of that in. Yeah, I, yeah, I felt yeah. that. some of the, Something from the Neo Soul um, yeah. playlist that you got together. So, yeah, I was actually there to actually, you know, 
watch you when making that one, I was actually there for that process. So that was pretty dope to actually be a part of and to see you, you know, in action as we were setting up. I, of course, left before everything started, but you definitely got the mood set before I left. So how did that event go, by the way? You know, it was it was magical. It was very it was dope. I mean, um, so the organization I DJed for was Modest Muse and they're like a women's empowerment um, organ nonprofit organization and they just help women with different um, like business resources so they have someone on the team that makes websites logos support they offer bible study every Thursday I mean it's just a really dope group of women empowering one another providing support to one another they all have amazing stories so the event started out just kind of really mellow kind of with a pop-up shop and all that fun stuff and then it um, transitioned to this one um, really nice young lady speaking on her business and how she ended up leaving her job and she had to support her kids and she started her um, book. She started selling books, um, children's books at that. And that just kind of led to, you know, her, her coaching and her speaking and all of that good stuff. And then we had a performer um, singing like original songs she wrote and it was really dope. The founder, I mean, she had like the most amazing story. Um, definitely once we get guests and all that good stuff, we definitely have to have her on and just kind of share with us what led her to entrepreneurship and all that and just kind of how life changes. A little bit of her story, she said that she was going to be a lawyer. She wanted to be a lawyer. Um, and here she is now just empowering women. And it was just really, 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 really dope. It was an amazing time. And, you know, it was I was blessed to be able to, like, set the mood, the vibes and all of that. It was amazing to be a part of that. Um. And it was great. I hope to work with them more, all that good stuff. So that's kind of how that event went. Um, and, yeah, you did. You were my little roadie for a minute, and I appreciate <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was actually a pretty dope setting that they had going on there. Um, the event looked like it was going to be pretty promising. I got to meet another dope um clothing designer from Chicago. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, that was cool. Um, Almighty Don. Yeah, I actually got him. I meant to follow him and stuff like that to see what he has. Um, but you know, it was, it looked like it was going to be a pretty dope situation. I'm glad you, I'm glad you showed up and did what you had to do. Um, everything wasn't looking like it was going to be, you know, it looked like some, um, some things were almost not about to happen given some of the, you know, equipment wasn't there at first, but you know, ev they helped out, you found everything and got it set up. Yeah. DJ and you, you learn a lot about audio that you didn't know and chords are your best friend. So I'm actually going to go get the cord that they needed. Yeah, you definitely need to I get need that. Because I need that cord. Because yeah, I sure. think I've been multiple places. And I'm like, I don't have that one. Yeah. I actually uh, was thinking that you need to get one of those, too. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm always collecting cords, extension cords, anything. So if you're just feeling generous, send it my way. Send it my way. Um, but yeah, I did forget about that event. That was, like, really dope. I got a journal. Um, and one thing they did was we all kind of wrote our story a little bit. And then at the end, they were taking up what we wrote and they're going to um, publish it into one big journal. Um, so that was really like I said, it was a really, really good experience and all of that. So um, shout out to them. Um, so what um, have y'all seen? Did y'all see Ricky Smiley? Um, I remember we were talking about a while ago. We were talking about uh, Carry On and Kirk Franklin. Well, Ricky Smiley had a similar, not not necessarily similar, but I guess 
they're similar people. Like they're famous but regular. Right. Um. So Ricky Smiley, there was this issue with him and his nephew. Or yeah, I guess it was his nephew. What happened was Ricky Smiley had got his nephew a job, and um, he told his nephew, "Hey, I'm gonna get you a plane ticket, fly you out there." I guess it was at like some type of yacht company. Okay. Um, but for me to fly you out there, you need to cut your dreads. Ricky Smiley told his his nephew that. Yeah, he told Why? his nephew. Um. Yeah, he just felt like he should represent himself a certain way, and he wanted him to cut the dreads. Long story short, I mean, this happened fast. Apparently, like, not too long after that, the nephew ended up committing overdosing. Um, so my question is, I wonder what his dreads look like. Because, you know, sometimes if they are not kept well, I, I've heard of people being like, yeah, it's just not a good look because you don't keep them well. Not because dreads are unprofessional, but because the way you taking care of your dress just don't look great. Yeah, let me uh, correct myself real quick, and I'm going to say locks. I keep forgetting they want us to drop their ass because there's nothing dreadful about them. So locks. He had locks. Okay, locks. Uh, it depends on how you're keeping your locks and maintaining them, you know. So not, I mean, I don't know. What did he, do y'all know what his locks looked like? Um, I I don't know. I didn't really see that. But also, like, why say cut them when you could say go get them tightened or go get them neat, keep them neat for the job and the interview and all that. I just feel like cutting is so extreme. And Ricky Smiley, he spoke out and he was like, yeah, I did tell him to cut him. The job didn't say that. I said that I want if you're representing me, I want you to represent me a certain way and you need to look this way. And it was a lot of like back and forth about it because it's like, you know, he have something like locks like Ricky Smiley, like years ago, they were like really small. They weren't long, but they were like kind of like little twisty things on his head. I think he did. I don't know. It was just it was very it's a very interesting narrative because it's like. I I get it. If I'm gonna offer you help, then you're at the you're at my leisure, I guess. But at the same time, you knew he had locks. Oh no, I don't agree with that. Um, okay, so as the corporate captive, I will go ahead and and you know touch on this. When it comes to things like locks and you know your hairstyle and your personal appearance, you know coming to the workplace. Certain jobs do require a certain look, you know, and I don't necessarily disagree with it because, you know, I think we look at it as, okay, they're asking me to cut my locks and but it's cultural for me, you know, and it's not the locks that are the problem. A lot of companies go for a clean cut look and depending on what the job is and who you're catering to you now have the option to say whether or not you want to apply for that job. And if you get the job then and you accept it, then you have to accept what comes with it. You know, I've I experienced people dealing with this before. And like I said, especially when it comes to us and dealing with that, um, you have people, every white person in a job, you know, because a lot of times this becomes a racial issue. So let's just talk about it. Every white person who comes to a job doesn't look, you know, clean cut like that or they didn't prior to starting that job. So when you see them walk in and they have their 
their hair gelled in or they have their little spiky thing. You know, we've seen those kids growing up who they used to walk around with black nail polish and ponytails and, you know, long coats or whatever the case may be. That what they do on the daily basis or when they come to work is not probably how they want it to look, you know, but they've also had to do the same thing. So, I mean, when it comes to things like locks and stuff like that, if it is a policy that this is the that this is the this is what we have to do like at my job now you can't have unnatural hair colors so you can't walk in and dye your hair blue you can't walk in with your hair dyed red and you know in all these in, in all types of what colors about gray? you said what what about gray i mean if you go naturally gray it's a natural hair color you know what i'm saying like they don't say you can't do blonde as a as an african american or as a black person because some people are naturally blind you just can't have unnatural hair colors so I'm not necessarily against, you know, when they say that. Now, if you're in a job and you have a bunch of white people there and they're walking around, a bunch of, you know, a bunch of white guys there, they're walking around with ponytails and they have their hair all spiked up and, you know, mohawks and they're doing their thing, then, yeah, I have a problem with it because at that point you're not letting people express themselves equally. However, if the job, in, you know, requires a, a clean cut, then that's what you need to do. I remember when I was, um, there was a private school in high school I was, I was looking at going to, and they weren't allowed to wear their sideburns past their ears, and their hair had to be a certain length. Yeah, your sideburns couldn't go down past your earlobes. Then it's not a sideburn then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I agree, but, you know, guys had to have their the side of their hair cut, you know, down to their earlobes. That was as far as it can go. So there was no facial hair. Military is the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody looks the same. It's uniform. You know, there is no distraction. There is no you don't walk into the military and be like, oh, well, culturally, this is what I do. And they're like, OK, well, culturally, take your ass back home, you know, and and that's that. So I, I can't necessarily say I disagree with it. And I agree with Ricky. I mean, Ricky's of the old school, obviously. And that's how I was taught to carry myself. You know what I mean? Like if it wasn't for COVID, my hair wouldn't be the length that it is right now. My hair would still be cut low. So um, it you know it's it is what it is. I I I do you know we see this differently. I feel like as long as your dregs or your dreads are your locks, sorry, as long as your locks are um clean, they don't have you know they're not carrying a a wild un an un, unsavory un, un odor, and as long as you've washed them and you maintain them to a decent level, I really don't it it shouldn't matter. Um, because they are locks. The only place that I feel like locks and different hair hair styles matter is the military. And the reason why is because, you know, GI. GI stands for government issued, and therefore they're taking care of your life, um, like everything about you, like your family and everything like that. Um, they tell you where to go, when to go. You just cannot quit that job. Um, it's not like how, you know, us in, corp in corporate America, you know, I... I work in corporate, you know, America as well. I can quit my job today if I feel Gasp. like it. You say what? Gasp. You work in corporate America. I just want to be dramatic. Sorry. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> I work in corporate America as well. And I dyed my hair um, probably in 2016. I was wearing a uh, ginger color. And it looked really good on me, but no one could have told me, <laughs> you can't wear that color. My thing is, um, there was... I definitely saw a chick um, and, and she worked for State Farm, but she worked at a different hub location and her hair was blue. 
Right. It's definitely not a natural color. Of course. So I wish anybody would have said anything to me. I would have went off on them. But I just feel like when you're in a, like, I feel like locks are professional. It's, you know, even, you know, just depends, you know, as long as they're clean and not looking raggedy, I don't really see a major issue with it. Right. It's so just me. I think uh, the issue comes in when people and when companies start looking at treating people fairly. It's a lot easier to have a rule that says everyone is clean cut than there is to try to have to make concessions for each and every person. And I'm just going to be real because, yeah, you may have somebody who can actually afford to get their locks retwisted and things like that because everyone knows after that new growth hit that is um they don't look so professional and clean anymore you know what i'm saying or people who prefer their dreads thicker than thinner you know it's you know there's so then you have people starting to take into account you know their personal preference and what they feel looks appropriate of course, you know, if somebody walked in with their dress looking like, I mean, I'm sorry, their locks looking like how the weekend used to look before he got his hair cut, um, then you're going to have a, you know, it's kind of obvious. But then when somebody who you tell them to go cut their their locks off and then they look at you and be like, well, such and such has them, you're going to be like, OK, well, but theirs looks clean. You know, then you're telling somebody they look dirty. So then there's a matter of insulting someone. So it's a lot easier to say, hey, um, professionally, this is not how we you know, this is not how we want to present ourselves. We're also trying to avoid issues. So we're going to go ahead and say, no, cut that off, you know, but as long as it's fair for everyone, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. As long as I don't have, you know, um, you know, Becky and, you know, and Kyle up here doing whatever they want to do with their hair, then we're fine, you know, but if, it is fair across the board, then we can't walk around, you know, being fake oppressed about it, you know, when, you know, that's not the case. You know, they've been doing that to women with, you know, with braids and cornrows and stuff for years. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's it's how it has to be. And it just is what it is. And if it's something you don't like, you have the freedom to go somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, and when I say clean, I really just I'm really only talking about actually clean. Like right. Washed. I'm not saying like styling to me. I really don't care how your hair is. You, if you have weekends hair, I feel like. That is a form of hairstyle, and I've seen a lot of times white boys wear different types of ponytails and different things like that on their head, and mm -hmm. I like it knows the same. So for me, it's like clean literally just means no odors because sometimes you can smell people's hair. Oh, if no, their not hair isn't edged up, yeah, I, I mean, locks, if you don't wash them, they can stink, and they can carry a very strong order, mm -hmm. odor. So my thing is just wash them, and, when, and you don't have to get them retwisted. If you pull them back in a ponytail, hey, that's it. I mean, I guess, you know what I'm saying? Like, or if you can't do it, it just kind of, it just, I'm just free. I feel like it sh you should be able to wear your hair kind of the way you want to. Um, as long as it don't stink and you ain't got no wild <laughs> colors on it. I'm cool. Like, and what? I feel like he probably shouldn't have told old boy that, but that's what he wanted to do. So I guess that's weird, especially with him being, you know, Ricky Smiley being, you know, being black, I think telling a young person that your locks are not professional is a is not a great thing uh, because I feel like it is something very much so rooted in, you know, black culture. Uh, this ain't the military. That, right. That's how I put it. This ain't the military. You're not GI. Right. But in all black culture, locks are not rooted in, you know what I'm saying? And then it becomes a thing of 
okay, well, whose part of black culture are you doing it for? You know what I'm saying? And all black culture locks are not a thing. You know, some, especially if you're going to go as far back as saying African culture, some Africans shave all their hair off. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. a part of their culture. Well, um, I'm saying black, like, as in, like, you know, it can be any, the diaspora just in general, across the board, locks are a thing just in general for, it, I feel like it's a part, I don't feel like it's an area thing based on it's just if you're black i'm not going to be shocked if you have locks right like just in general i'm not going to be shocked by that because you are black you identify as black you have grown up black you have locks okay just make sure they don't stink <laughs> i mean i hear you i personally feel like ricky was wrong um facts because, again, it wasn't a requirement of the job. He was like, this is how I'm being represented. Um, and if I'm going to hook you up with this job, then this is what you need to do. That's right. Um, I would have said no to that job. And yeah. Left. Um, I think that there's multiple ways in which you can go about it. I, I, I see what you're saying, Nick. It's like, hey, I do agree. But, A, right now, as, um, as a people, we are fighting for, I mean, the Crown Act is a whole thing about saying, hey, let me wear my hair. Um, B, I get, again, Ricky is from the old school, so his, his version of, his view of things are different because he did equate it to um, when, Stevie t when Steve Harvey told him when he was on Steve Harvey's like, tour back when Ricky was getting started. He equated that to like, I know you like your, your jumpsuit you got on, but you're going to need to go get a suit. And, you know, that's how you're going to look on this tour. I know you like it, but I just kind of feel like how you wear your hair and from what I hear about people who have locks it's a it's a thing it's not as simple it's not like a fashion statement per se um it's not oh i'm wearing my hair straight right now because i like straight hair versus my curly hair it's it's an it's a decision that they made and they grew their hair out and they locked it so you telling me to cut my hair off it's not something i can easily replace once i'm done with this assignment once i decide this job is not for me what if they fire me it's like right but that's what i'm saying at that time you have that choice whether you want to accept yeah. that job or not typically if you're being told that you need to you know remove your locks you were being told that prior to you being hired you Again, know if that was a requirement of the job i think it's one thing but it's like i really think it's different if i come up to somebody knowing that they have locks and telling them i can hook you up with this but if in order for me to do it you're gonna have to cut your hair like i think that I probably would have had the conversation prior to in in other words like you would know how I feel about your hair. Right, but what I'm yeah. but we don't but what we don't know is a lot of background information. True. Ricky very much could have had insight on the job and the people who work there and what their requirements actually are. You know what I'm saying? Ricky, if Ricky is already referring you because he knows you're a good candidate, then more than likely he knows, you know, something about the job. So he could have very well been saying it may not have been just a representation of me, which, you know, that is something we fall back on a lot because I, there's a lot of my friends that I probably would not refer to my job because I don't want them to put my name on their application because I know how they are. You see what I'm saying? Like facts. I'm not going to help. So you know what? That's the problem. That's actually the main problem. The problem is not his dress. The problem was not anything about that. The problem was you were going to help somebody that you felt that they needed to change before, before you, you helped them. You shouldn't have helped them. You should have told them that my aunt is, she's a chief deputy. In Dallas, there are people she just don't tell. She just don't 
she, she don't offer her help to everybody. Right. I wouldn't. And, and if I were Ricky and I would not offer my help to everybody because I got it. The thing is, and if they're like, oh, why you never helped me? Because I would have to tell you to stop being you to make right. me happy mm-hmm. or to make me feel comfortable with, you know, giving you this opportunity. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And I think that I also probably would have said that up front from what, cause re- there's videos out there from what the video said. It looked like I told you about this job and then I'm like, okay, cool. Go get all this done. And once you do this, I'll book your plane ticket. I think that before, if it were me and I was given that, job to somebody I would be like hey I know this opportunity but I don't think you have any old locks as this so if you want more information or you want to move forward this is that if not then you know we can hold out for something else but I wouldn't hype you up about this job and then tell you okay as soon as you cut your hair I'm gonna buy your ticket I feel like that's kind of whack I feel like that's not the best way to go about it um, I'm very eccentric in personality. You know, I don't like to get dressed every day. Mm-hmm. I like to look how I look. So it's kind of like I would expect anyone who, who, to come at me and be like, Chloe, I know that you capable uh, of this. I mean, we joke all the time. My mama won't refer me to things because she's like, girl, I don't like how you like how you represent yourself. Like, yeah. I know where she stands on who I am as a person. So it's like if she was to come to me and say, hey, I have this opportunity for you to DJ my holiday party or DJ this. If she comes at me and is like, she's gonna, first thing she's going to lead with is I need for you to go get your hair done. I need for you to make sure you wear makeup this day. I need for this before she even tells me of the opportunity. Yeah. She wouldn't hype me up about the opportunity and then tell me, Okay, um, I'm gonna drop you off as soon as you go wear this dress. She would tell me, "Hey, this is gonna require a dress. If you want me to recommend you, you gonna have to wear a dress. So, do you want me to recommend you? Yes or no?" Yeah, and locks are very much so like a if uh, a a person who don't wear dresses. I mean, you know, or it's a more it's a much more serious thing than oh yeah. You know, it's not, a light, yeah, it's not a light like, decision to like say I'm gonna cut not, my hair. They're not yeah. easily removable, but. Also, understanding that Ricky Smiley, you know, although he is a radio personality, he is also a businessman. So if he's bringing something to you straightforward, just like that, hey, this is what I'm going to do, but this is how it's going to be presented, then, you know, I guess I just, I'm just not the type of person that's going to sit up here and be like, okay, you have to deliver it to me like this. Because if somebody's already presenting me with an opportunity, cool. I'm not asking you to worry about my feelings about it, though, either. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we have to remove ourselves from what we think you know, how we would feel if he brought us this situation like this, you know, because at the same time, it's like this. If he told me and I hadn't already applied, received and accepted this job, then, hey, this isn't for me. You know what I mean? And it's as simple as that for me. You know what I mean? Like, it's that straightforward. If Ricky Smiles is the type of person that's going to jump up and be like, okay, well, this is what this is. Um, If you want this, you need to cut your dreads off. If you are sensitive at that point about cutting your dreads off, then this is not the position for you. All Ricky Smiley did was present the opportunity, you know? And told you the requirements. And I can see that, too. I mean, that's why I'm so happy I'm out of corporate. <laughs> Just because playing by these politics and these rules, I definitely understand you got to play the game, you know? Like, that's part of it. It's like, like I say, you got to do what you got to do till you can do what you want to do. That's like really what it is. But it's just unfortunate that we live in this time because even with the crown deck and all these things about natural hair and how we should, how people should wear their hair in a place of profession, we're not where we need to be. We're not doing, you know, 
it's still a problem. It's still a conversation. And from Ricky's perspective, I understand what it's like when you just want to, you don't want to fight a battle. You just want to get this person this job and go on about yourself because you ain't trying to have stuff blow up. You're just really trying to get somebody some money in their pocket. So I understand the tight place he was in just from a, I want to keep it simple and make this money. But I also on the bigger on the bigger platform of things, I'm like, dang, the fact that this person had locks is such a, a issue. And like I said, um, from what it said, he really weighed on that decision and messed with him so much. Like I said, he overdosed, committed suicide. Um, when was this? This week, uh, early March. Uh, it was within the month of March. So, I mean, if you like, look, I didn't hear about it until I heard about like Ricky responding to the video because apparently his nephew's sister had made a video about, you know, family things and how he really was battling me personally. I don't know the young man, but I will say this: if this one decision drove you to the point in which you OD'd, there was probably some other issues there. Most definitely. Um, so I do not feel yeah. like Ricky is responsible for that. Cause who wouldn't, who, who, who would know by me telling, cause I mean it to someone, bro, cut your hair. It seems like it should be such a either yes or no type of situation. And it wasn't like while this job would have probably been life changing. It still was a job where he was going to rely a lot on tips. Um, it was kind of like I said, it was like at a country club from what I understand. Right. So, and that makes perfect sense that he would have told him to cut his hair for yeah, a job like that. Definitely. I mean, but as far as, as far as this goes, let's say this, you know, um, the man committed suicide, you know, and that's very unfortunate. You know, what this boils down to though, uh, you know, is a big talk about mental health that we don't always get a chance to talk about. If this was his nephew and he was close enough to where, he would offer him a job and he would say cut your locks knowing I'm sure Ricky is not oblivious to how important locks are to some people, you know, especially in black culture here, especially black folks. Um, so I'm sure he was close enough to him to know that this man was going through some things. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times for us, the remedy to mental health is to make yourself busy or your mental health is because you're not applying yourself or you're not being the best person you can be. It sounds like the talk, you know, for the family should have been more focused on the mental health and not trying to get him to do something, but maybe trying to support him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If he if, it, if this was a part of driving him to that, I definitely agree. Right. There's no way that just cutting your hair would drive a person um, all the way from being, you know, uh, in a decent mental space to ODing on drugs and, and you know, suicide. Exactly. Th- there's a lot of other stuff going on with him way before that happened. Yeah, so I definitely OD, agree with that. Because the OD means you had the one you already doing drugs. drugs. Thank you. <laughs> you know where to get them. You know, yeah, like drugs was, was your thing. He was trying to help him probably because he was, he oh, knew he exactly. was on drugs. And he was riddled with that already. So he yep. was trying to help him get cleaner in life. The last thing they should have been trying to do was giving him a job. Right. It was trying That's to, probably, I think the yeah. job was more to help him establish structure, you know, yeah, and to make him feel Ricky like was he was doing something, you know, that's just because one, that's our mindset. A lot of times when we have family members who are dealing with like mental health issues and things like that, our biggest thing to help them is to establish structure. You know what I'm saying? He and needed counseling. To right, me, it sounds like he needed exactly. counseling and structure for him was counseling and maybe some rehab if he was out. Because that, I mean, Support. ODing on drugs is like, I don't know, like, I don't know anybody who just kind of ODs on drugs just like 
if they've never done them before, if they not, if they haven't exactly. already struck, mm-hmm. like struggled with drugs. I don't think people just OD on them like that. No, he was already like over there, so already struggling with drugs. Yeah, his yeah. stability needed to be counseling and um, some some AA probably you know support. Well, not AA, but you know support groups and stuff like that. He probably needed to get fully clean. And getting a better mental health space before y'all tried anybody tried to get him a job to force right society on him because that probably yeah. may have been the exactly because that's another pressure for his exactly it's more pressure yeah. that you put on him because actually it's funny you said that I um I had an opportunity to watch the so far only the first episode of Demi Lovato's uh, documentary about you know drugs and her overdose and you know the first thing she said was you know users typically when they relapse especially on you know on drugs they typically relapse on something harder than what they were originally on they don't go back to where they left off they go they go to a place and try to and they like try to like outdo themselves in a sense you know oh. and that's i actually learned that i don't know if she said it or if her um or if her sober buddy said it i think that's what she called her or what she you know referred to her as like her sober buddy or her sober friend um because she was probably a user before she had a lot of knowledge on it but you know, just watching that documentary was was, you know, was so insightful to me. It was eye opening because it showed you, you know, how people really struggle with that, because it was always tough for me to see how people did struggle with things. I know I think we all had this conversation and just watching people struggle and, you know, and realizing that, you know, mentally I I am strong enough to, you know, fight through whatever it is I'm going through, you know, to not have to resort to that. But that's just me, you know, like I always found that the biggest thing to help me out when I'm struggling or if I feel depressed about something, because you cannot suffer from depression, but be depressed is to go. I I really dive into like working out, you know, that's always been my like my go to. So that's actually why COVID's had such a big effect on me because I can't go to the gym. Like I, I, I wasn't in the gym like I was before, you know? And so now it's like, okay, well, you know, find something, you know, I've got to do something to stay active. So I can see, I think that more than anything, they needed to be his, you know, his, you know, his village as opposed to, and like you said, help him find counseling and be there and support him, you know? And it's really yeah. tough when you're dealing with stuff like that um as a family but actually being able to tough it out and help somebody you can save their life with that so yeah i agree i think they should have actually helped him out yeah um he did say that that was his goal um i think they lived back in i forgot wherever he came from some country town and he was like first things first is you got to leave here you got to leave here you got to elevate and again counseling uh guidance a lot of the time guidance and one thing he did say was that was one of the nephews that he adopted um, that lived with him for a while, but then, you know, he grew up and, you know, you start getting into stuff and he was like, well, I can't have you in here, you know, disrupting the peace with all the other kids and all that. If you're going to do what you want to do. So, I mean, it's definitely a rock and a hard spot. He thought he was doing what was right at the time. And that's really what it is. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was a, mis- you know, was, just he didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's unfortunate, but evidently I just really feel like, you know, and I can only speak for me, but. I'm a happy person. My life is going really good right now. I don't think that an opportunity to make good money, even if it good money in tips, keep in mind, like it's not guaranteed. It's not like my paycheck is saying I'm going to make five stacks a month. So not guaranteed money, but the opportunity to make good money, I just don't feel like that would drive me to suicide um, right now. And I think that if it did drive a person to suicide, there was something underlining on there. Um, and Ricky was doing what he that he could do at a time. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, um, rather his hands for nothing, rather his hands for nothing. Um, 
I just want to say this. Nothing's worth your life. Nothing's worth opportunity and nothing's worth, you know, it's a job at the end of the day. Nothing's worth something that means something to you. If the job meant more to you than your hair, let the hair go. If the hair meant more to you than the job, let the job come. What's for you is for you. It will come to you. Um, there's other opportunities that will come that will accept the hair you have. And there's, um, and if you don't care about the hair, let it go. You can always grow it back. Um, nothing is really worth your life, like worth the drama, like the sadness, because the thing is not only did you, not only are you gone, you have people out here hurting because you're no longer here. So just know things get better and what's for you is for you. And you'll be in a but I will say this, everything comes with compromise. Um, I, we live in a world now where people are standing for nothing for standing or standing for everything. And I'm not trying to say that your hair and, you know, having, um, having this or having that is not your right. I'm just saying there is compromise there. There, there is compromise. Ask these music artists, ask these actors, um, I remember, and like I said, don't cite me. I could be wrong, but I remember years ago, Eddie Murphy had gotten to a deal because um, Nor- Norbit is one of his, he hates that movie from what I uh, remember from the interview, um, but it was part of a contract. He was supposed to do so many movies, and in that movie, Norbit was one of them. So mm. that's when I say compromise. Compromise is always there, and you got to take the good with the bad and the bad with the good. You just got to figure out what bad is worth taking with what good. And um, and that's, I'm sure, in the corporate world, in the entrepreneur world. I mean, as a DJ, as a PR professional, there's so many things that I will have to do. There's some things I won't have to do. Um, you know, in PR, we deal with crisis management. Um, let's talk like Sweetie and um, Quavo, for example. All this is going on. As a woman, you know, if I was Quavo's publicist, you know, it's like my personal opinion sometimes may be slighted um, just to put my personal opinion out there. I think it was a couple swabble. I don't think Quavo abuses Sweetie. I don't think Sweet- Sweetie abuses Quavo. I think it was a couple swabble. Um, but that doesn't mean that if I did thought it was Quavo was abusive or anything like that. Um, compromise. I'm still paid to the to crisis management and make him look good in the situation. And that's what I have to do. Every job, every situation, life comes with that. So you just have to be, you have to know when to pick and choose your battles. That's really like in your personal life, in your private life, in your work life. That's really what it is. So know what battle you're picking, why you're picking it, and stand by it. Um, but have y'all seen about Sweet- Sweetie and Quavo? Well, wait, I want to say one thing before. Uh-huh. I'm a, I want to get to that as well. But like, just to piggyback off what you were saying, um, I feel that... Um, coping mechanisms and what we use to cope with life is a major thing for a lot of people. Um, we all have different things we use to cope. Some people work out, some people drink, um, some people, I don't know, stress, different things like that. Or they watch TV or they zone out. Some things seem more harmful than others. Drugs are one of those things that are more harmful than other ones. And so people that do drugs, um, that's typically, um, they're typically they're having trouble coping with life and they take it for whatever reason. And so that's why, you know, him getting into that situation, um, 
going back to what he's what's comfortable and what he's used to is how he ended up in that situation. Um, back to Clover and Quavo and, and, and Sweetie. I don't think that was a, I don't think he abused her at all. I watched the video, the way the, the articles were written, it looked as if, you know, it looked as if he had, you know, was a, a the way the articles were written, it was like, yeah, he pushed her down. When I went and watched the video, I said he didn't push her down. He literally, they were like fighting over that case, which was very strange because I'm wondering what was in the case and why they were fighting over it. Uh, but she swung on him and he kind of like, tussled with they were like tussling to get to this bag why whatever was in this bag i have no idea but they were trying to get into this bag and so my thing is when you squabble with people like that or tussle around anything can happen she they were trying to get to this bag he grabbed she grabbed him well she swung at him he missed he grabbed her to kind of like move her out the way to get the bag she like when you swing somebody around you lose your balance they accidentally fell on her leg. Now her leg is hurt. That's why I don't really like tussling. Anything can happen in those situations, whether anyone's actually play fighting or not. That's why I don't particularly like play fighting because stuff like that happens. Um, not saying they were play fighting, but they were trying to get to this bag and her leg looked hurt and everyone's saying he was beating on her and it just did not look like that to me. I don't know. It was very strange. Yeah, it didn't look like that to me either. Um, you know, and one thing that I've, you know, I found is that when moments get heated like that, though, that's when it really, you know, it becomes a problem because it's very easy to lose your character in a situation like that. You know, they probably didn't even have an abusive relationship at all. Like you said, that could have simply been a heated a moment. You know, she forgot that that was Quavo for a minute and that they were in a relationship and the relationship may have already been starting to go downhill, but she just forgot for a second, like, well, I'm supposed to, you know, be in it with this man. And she swung like maybe she just, you know, like for a second, just like, oh, shoot, this like a dude on the street, you know, somebody on the street. Let me just get him off me because it's a natural reaction. You know what I mean? And, you know, when stuff like that happens, emotions run high, um, there's a possibility that you do get into situations like that. And it's all about how you clean it up afterwards. You know what I mean? Like that swing, you know, and and there's no telling whose bag it was. I don't even know. I didn't go, you know, further into the story, but I did see the video that you're talking about, you know, because even, and it's funny the way the media tries to spin things because when I first saw the video, they didn't even show the video of Quavo, I mean, of her swinging on him. You know what I mean? Like, I feel that. Mm-hmm. yeah, like they did not show that video at all. The first video I saw was Quavo swinging her into that elevator with that bag. Oh, that's terrible. Because that is a setup. Because yeah, it makes it real. seem like he pulled her and was trying to like throw her on the ground. And that is totally not what happened. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's the first thing I saw. And I'm like, why are you swinging her like that? You know, and no, I did not see him put his hands on her. You know, the swinging was, you know, the swinging is what I saw. And don't get me wrong, you know, even that swing was not him hitting her, you know, and he still maintained some some maintained some self-control there, even with that. A lot of times, you know, what we're taught growing up, I was always taught, don't you ever swing or don't you ever put your hands on a woman 
However, if someone is on you or attacking you, you have the right to get them off of you. You know what I mean? And so even with that, I probably still wouldn't have punched. I wouldn't punch anyone. You know, it'll be I could push you. I could do whatever, but I'm not going to swing on you. You know what I mean? Because I know I'm, I'm not I'm not the smallest dude. So if I cock back and hit some girl or some woman, it's a possibility she'd be laid out. So I know that already going into a situation. But like that football player and his wife <laughs> back in 2014. Oh, Ooh, old boy from Baltimore. That, oh, that yes. was yeah. so sad. It was like. It was crazy. Yeah. But uh, I mean, Ray, right? Yeah, Ray. Yeah. But I will say, watching the video and like I said, um, it, it, they both did say that it happened last year, so well before the breakup, and it was an unfortunate event. Um, you know, so uh, Quavo said he didn't abuse, uh, abuse her, and I think Sweetie said, like, it wasn't that type of relationship. It looked like so, they were play fighting, literally. I mean, it looks like <laughs> they just got mad at each other, and it is what it is. But again, um, it's just important, like, to know it ain't what it is. So sometimes it's what it looks like, and people will try to paint you in a light in which that may not be you. And at the same time, it's like, know that accidents do happen, but also know abuse when you see abuse. And um, it wasn't right. To the, We don't know what happened. They're not talking too much about it. But one thing I will say, I was listening to The Breakfast Club. Who knew to release that video? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's the question. Like, ooh, right after the breakup, let's release an elevator video. I mean, that that is very interesting to me. Um, hmm. That just makes me wonder, makes me think about the in, the motives, the intentions, and, like, all of that. Because it is such a random video. There's no context. And it, like, really came right after, like, the breakup. So it's it's peculiar. The Clover senses are Clover senses are coming. You know, she's like, mm, my spidey senses are tingling. They are. Because I'm like, hmm, what's going to happen next? Who releasing some music? <laughs> no 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 i do be saying stuff like that all the time i'd be like that was a publicity stunt <laughs> like because it's such like, a random video she conveniently missed the swing then he swung her then he you know he spun her around i'll be like mm, there was just enough no me, contact for that to happen me and my wife literally we just moved in our new apartment we were playing nothing no one was hitting each other we were playing and you know you tussling a little bit she um she was she grabbed me or something like that next thing i know um, my weight shifted, and next thing I know, she tries to grab the bed to keep from uh, you know, she tries to grab the bed to keep from falling, and the whole bed slides over, and she ends up on the ground, laid out, and we're laughing about it. But she could have easily been hurt, you know, her back was hurting a little bit, but she was laughing because we were like, you know, joking. I, I it didn't look like that that situation in the elevator looked just like. They were trying to fight over this case, playing with each other, and oops, she accidentally got hurt for real. Ooh, I bet. I, I just, we don't see her face really. We do see her be upset and walk out of the elevator. I but mean, Quavo, I mean, I ain't going to make a thing. He he paid her, it's not funny, he paid her no mind. She was hurt <laughs> in that corner, and he was just. I mean, but like. Because and I would have been no that vi- person who did not get on the elevator. Yeah, like, what do you do in that moment? Like, it's just so weird. It was very weird. It it looked like a a, a playful moment or a mom- it turned real for a moment. And then it's like, dang, what do we do? And then we don't know. And I will <laughs> say this. I'm dramatic. I'm not. I am dramatic. You'd be like, ouch. 
<laughs> no, like I remember one time I got in a swabble, you know, with an ex and I humped out of a moving car. So I'm just dramatic. I feel and it's extreme. So we don't know what happened. Not saying it's right. Not saying it's wrong. What I'm saying is just pay attention and be aware um, and provide support when support is needed. But I will say incidents like this makes it hard to understand what abuse is and where it is. And then it belittles when women are men are actually, actually being abused. abused. Um, because the thing is there's different types of abuse. One of my friends had brought that to my attention, you know, like when it comes to domestic, it's not domestic. It's not just, Oh, me and my man. It could be me and my mom or me and my son. Um, it could be any of that. Um, I think she said in her, I forgot what she called it, but um, knowing when it is, because I mean, I'm not justifying and not saying it's okay, but some couples are fighting couples um, and they just fight each other and it's not necessarily abuse. It's, it's I don't even want to call it toxic. Like, cause I, I'm kind of tired is. of that word. They both word. need help yeah, that's because <laughs> when they are, when, when you're a fighting couple, what, you are both, you know, at that point y'all both tripping and y'all probably need some help. Uh, both of y'all because there's no way y'all should be fighting on each other like the football player and his wife apparently the video they didn't get the full footage you know back in 2014 but apparently she she actually like you know decked him a couple of times oh yeah she did yeah yeah she decked him a couple of times she hit him and then he 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 hit her one time and she was out he should not have hit her like that period i don't condone you know fighting at all but when you see two when a man and a woman are fighting each other and that's what they do they both need help. I remember Bobby and Whitney, they used to say that. Whitney used to say, I hit him straight up. And Bobby was like, yeah, I, but I hit her back. But it doesn't matter. Y'all both need to be in counseling because there's no way right. y'all should be hitting on each other like that. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, like, and when I say it, I'm not saying it's toxic. It's just people fight different ways. And I more so mean, like, yeah, no one should argue. But people fight. And I mean, I guess you find, should find another way. But yelling um, because the thing about it is you can hit me and that means nothing to me. But then again, you could say something that hurt my feelings and that ends the world for me. Like your words can mean more than your physical hit. Um, people fight different ways. And that's more so what I'm getting at when I'm like, you got to figure it out. And it may not necessarily be toxic because it may not be decks where people are like lie, laid out. It may just be like a couple of like, but because the thing about <laughs> I don't know like, what sound that was, but okay. <laughs> that's more so what I meant. Like, <laughs> you, if you leave in fights in this black eyes, that's not what I'm talking about. But a couple of shoves and pushes and <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Um, a couple that's of different. taps, you know. A couple like love taps because again, like I said, you could say something that hurt my cup, cut deep and do more. Call me fat in an argument. That's gonna hurt. My <laughs> that's gonna hurt my feelings. <laughs> like with your fat ass, I'm gonna be like. But guess what? <laughs> but guess what, though? You can't call the police for that. Yeah, true. Like that part. Like, that's why I was thinking about that. He deck you. You most certainly you want to. OK, you hit me. I'm calling the police. Like one gets you put in jail. The other one just makes you mad and hurts your feelings. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, that's, that is true. So don't hit. But what I'm getting at is like learn how to resolve your issues and figure them out, because then you have people speculating, trying to tell you what your issues are. Um, when you, when you good and over it. Um, and that's kind of where we are now. Um, so just be, like I said, aware, mindful, all those things, because, um, people will talk as much shit about you as they can and talk about something that they ain't even part of. So 
Um, just be aware, be alert, and eyes are always watching because who released that? And then yep. you uh, send, <laughs> and then you gonna send me a DM, Jean, uh, about uh, the person who I saw who was working the elevator video for Beyonce and for like for the infamous. <laughs> I was like, who's ready to come forward? Who's retiring? Yeah, like <laughs> who quitting? I'm who's just doing forward? that? I'm ready to come forward about what I know about the Solange and Jay-Z incident in the elevator. Yeah, I, too, like, want to talk about my experience <laughs> in that situation. It's like, what is, you don't have an experience. You're being messy. Go sit down. It's the new elevators union, you know? Mm, they're, they're like, let no. us come forward with this surveillance. No. <laughs> Elevators Anonymous. Yeah. I was there, and I was deeply disturbed. But no, nah, real talk. Like, J&B like called. It was like, go ahead, get this stirred back up. It is time for part two <laughs> of the Carters. I bet not get no lemonade too. Oh my god! The lemonade too, like the Carter Five. I don't want to I mean the uh, yeah, uh, what? No, the blueprint. The the blueprint four. I don't well, want to hear that. No, it's time for their. It's time for their next joint world tour. What are you talking about? COVID's oh ending, god. and people just got stimulus checks. They said, "Let's get this elevator footage rolling." Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's gonna be all three of them featuring Solange. Watch. Who did that? Like, why? What do you have to say about this incident? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I want to know. I do. I don't want the album to come with it, but I'll take it. But I really want to know what he got to say. So I'm gonna Google it and I'll report back next week, y'all. Um, so I don't know what I want to talk about next. Um, y'all pick Lil Nas X, or I forgot to mention something about somebody's hair. Which one y'all want to hear about? Which one y'all tell me about? Okay, since you asked about hair, I'll go with that one. So we were talking about hair earlier, about professional hair. So it would have been a smooth transition in podcasting world to be like, on the topic of hair, let's talk about, but I'm not that smooth quite yet. Um, so apparently there's this place called Copa Lounge. Have y'all heard about that? Oh my gosh. So Copa Lounge is in like uh, Cincinnati. Um, they kicked these girls out on some like truth, uh, <laughs> on some truth cocktails and kitchen because her wig was not laid and they could see her lace. <laughs> it's called Copa Lounge. So these patrons who, um, they went to Copa Lounge. So it was like this girl, her home girl and like her cousins, um, they went to Copa Lounge, which I'm assuming is like a really dope black owned business out in Cincinnati. Um, um, I'm assuming it's like on the like Breakfast Club, um, you know, high end type of you know establishment where you're supposed to go and you're supposed to be like looking, you know, in your your Easter Sunday best type situation. So they pull up and they're ready for brunch. They said that they had their reservation. Um, and um, as soon as they got there, they were discriminated against because of their hair. They said that the owner didn't allow the girl to come in because the lace was showing on her wig. Is that equivalent to like wearing a white tee in places where they tell you to dress, you know, grown? Yeah, he says he did say on his social media, he said Copa ain't for everybody and he will continue to enforce his fly code. Which is his dress code. So see, that's the equivalent to wearing a white tee in places where you're not supposed to. I mean, is it though? Like, she said that the reason why the girl's lace was showing was because she was, um, the wind was blowing. 
like let me go to the bathroom and brush my hair down real quick let me readjust like i don't i don't know like i don't know i don't know if it's discrimination because the thing about it is the other girl with the wig could get in so it wasn't like it wasn't like saying hey there's this latina chick or there's like you know so this is a dude chick. who owned this and he did all this? He's the black dude that owns it. And he told this girl she couldn't come in because her lace was showing. I mean, he sounds a little suspect. But, you know, this is <laughs> one of those deals where um, where people are, you know, I think this is following not so much um, discrimination. I think it's just more of that whole, like, sexism, you know, like, mansplaining okay. thing. You know, I think it falls under that category. Uh, like you said, you know, let me go to the bathroom and adjust. Now, you saying that. That, you know, for me, I didn't know that that's something you could just go fix real quick. You know, if it's something that you can do. Um, I didn't know. I don't really know, like, how that works. So, but for me, yeah, if you like, would have said, like, let me go ahead and, right, well, you know, as a woman, you know, and someone who has worn a wig before, it's not like, you know, it's not like something that would be where I would kick you out of my establishment for it. Okay, cool. Like you said, the wind was blowing. It may be the weather that day. Go ahead in there and fix it. But. As far as somebody kicking you out, that's, you know, that I don't think that was cool at all. Like I said, he had a little suspect for that because I'm not ever going to say, oh, yo, your lace is showing. So he said, you can't come in. His, what he said was that the girls weren't even in line to go in. He said that he was kind of like, I guess he saw them in line and he was like, yo, sis, your wig is showing. I mean, your lace is showing. Either way it go, they didn't end up getting in, so they went to social media and people started flooding their, um, you know, like their reviews with bad reviews and all that. I don't, I don't necessarily think it's discrimination like you, but I do feel like it is petty as hell, and I don't understand. Like, let them girls in, let them in, spend their money and eat. Like, if they have their reservation, you can, like, they can literally go to the bathroom and hell. It's not gonna make your spot look raggedy if one chick got her lace showing. Not at all. It make her look bad. What if she just put her wig on? Yeah, I mean, she just put it on. She came out. She ready trying to have brunch, trying to have a good time, and they straight up tripping, just like they tripping. Yo, did y'all see that they took um Bay off of Bridgington? I, I thought he left. They took him off? Or? Well, I mean, he won't be in the next season of Bridgington. What did he do? It just kind of make, I mean... Did they take him off, or did he say, I'm, I'm I'm, leaving? Well, apparently how Bridgington is written um, is each season or each book was, like, about a different member of the family. So I guess his services weren't needed. Oh, okay. Oh, what okay. did they take mm-hmm. him off then? Well, he won't, they, well the, 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 the press read he won't be with us in season two. So basically it's the shock factor for people who liked him. That are that he's no longer gonna be on the show. Well, I guess just for season two. So let's just say that it was never originally in his contract. Oh no, I liked him. He was like, that's all people were talking about was rage. Oh my gosh, the Duke, the Duke. We're not gonna talk about why you and other women actually liked watching him. He he was gorgeous. Crush. Okay, I've never seen the show. Can he act? Yeah, he's actually pretty yeah, he good. He can act, but okay. there were a lot of sex scenes. Oh, okay. Well, a lot of backside. Oh, okay. <laughs> and abs and just all everything. Oh, I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, all right. Well, Rage, we love well, you. Well, I love you. 
<laughs> Good luck on your next project. Yeah, he has another venture coming up. I forgot what the name of his next his next Netflix uh, film is, but he's gonna do great things. Um, I'm still excited to see the next season of Bridgington, just to kind of see how the story unfolds with the brother. Apparently, it's gonna be about him looking for his wife. So, are you really that excited though? Um, you don't I'm sound interested. Like you really care I'm about interested. You're scared about him. Yeah. I'm interested. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm gonna follow along. We'll see. They got me for season one. I mean, season two, just to kind of see if it was rage or if it was a story. So, um, but yeah, so that was something that sucked this week. But something that had me rolling this week was um, Little Nas X just wins the internet all the time. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, you know, last week we briefly talked on how he le- released his uh, video and his song. And um, I thought I thought that was where it was going to begin and where it end. But no, I mean, people are still just outraged. And it's been crazy. I'm shocked at how they actually thought um, Old Town Road was actually a decent, like, it was a, a clean song for children. I'm confused at how they thought that. Yeah, he definitely does. He definitely talks about sipping lean and cheating on, you know, his girlfriend. I mean, he definitely said that in the song. So I don't know why parents thought that was clean anyway. Yeah, but they are big mad at him. Oh, my gosh. Did y'all see on Twitter? I think you actually sent it to me, Gene, how that um, I forgot her name. Um, She's the chick that was known for carrying a gun around campus. Um, Anywho, she had tweeted. She was like oh my god do you know your dad and he said yeah i actually do and i might screw yours oh oh i didn't see that yeah hmm. <laughs> well i mean i don't know it's uh, yeah. That's people a do what they want to do but yeah i mean yeah. i mean it ain't his job to raise y'all kids he's Caitlin made his Bennett. money that's her name he's made his money he can do whatever he want to do you know yeah it's you know I agree with that. I feel like people run to the internet with their fake outrage, you know, when celebrities do things that are not wholesome. But what, who did they pop out and say they were trying to be wholesome? I mean, it's not like this man hasn't been out of the closet for years now. So if you ran to the internet thinking that you were going to see something or him not step into his own at some point, then, you know, then, you know, you, that's just a you problem. You know what I'm saying? I'm not ever going to go tell my nephews, hey, you know, go look up this, um, this Cardi B video real quick and think that they won't see something that's, you know, adulterated. You yeah, know I mean, they, yeah, Cardi B does not make songs for kids and she said that yeah i mean what do you i mean i don't see a major issue it's for adults it is and And people just yeah yeah they just take the internet too literal so when lil nas (laughs) x said and i might screw yours she's gonna be like lil nas x wants to rape my dad that was her that was her she said that lil nas x threatened to rape her dad with that tweet (laughs) like sis like no first off he said he might and you don't know what your dad wants. <laughs> so all I'm getting at is, like, people going to learn to, like, not deal with Lil Nas X constantly deals with these trolls. He used to be one himself. He was a yeah. barb. Like, if and them barbs like it, come hard. Yeah, if you don't <laughs> like it, don't. I mean, I watched it, and I was like, oh, okay. And that was it. I didn't feel the need to watch it again. 
I like I, I, I was shocked by some of the imagery, but at that point that's it. There's yeah. no need for me to call people and tell everyone about outrage and oh my gosh, I can't believe he did this and all that. Uh, you're giving it press by showing it to people. You're being yeah, his right. you you are being his his um his promotion at that point, showing it to people. If you don't like it, don't show it to nobody. Keep yeah. that. Don't even tell nobody you saw it. Just leave Good it alone. Part. I haven't seen it yet. I don't. I mean, but you know, I don't catch everything like that. But I mean, I'm having more fun definitely watching people react to it. And oh, I meant to say, in retaliation to everything Lil Nas X dad said, I saw the video. <laughs> Keep, keep keep up the good work, son. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, support uh, your no, people. I mean, no streams. He said, YouTube "Live life views. on your terms." Donald Trump's kids still supporting him, so uh, let's. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I ain't tripping. And that's really that on that. So, how old is Lil Nas X? He twenty? No, he, no, he about twenty two, right? Oh. He was twenty like two years ago, so oh, I feel I like he no should be idea. like twenty two now. Oh. Either way, go. He grown, and I, I don't have any kids, but I feel like as a parent, you. You raise your kids while they in your house. Of course, they should abide by your rules. But once they are no longer in your house, you 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 have no say so. Yep, yep. So I mean, but it was just really funny. And like I said, Lil Nas X, he's always been like the troll for the trolls. I remember when he first came out around 2019. I think that's when he came out. Um, he said, "Next person that says I'm homophobic, I'm gonna kiss you." <laughs> 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 He's just always winning the internet. Like, <laughs> he gets social media. He funny. is funny. And, you know, just to shift real quick, another major thing that happened this week was the Chauvin trial. And we got to make sure that we call it that. We don't want to call it, refer to it as the George Floyd. He is not on trial here. I keep seeing people, um, you know, and it's definitely by mistake referring it, referring to the trial as the George Floyd trial. George Floyd trial. Yeah, they do it that. is not that he is not on trial. That's right. Um, he he's not. Uh, this is definitely Derek Chauvin cha- uh, case. And what is the name? Derek Chauvin. Chauvin. Okay, Derek Chauvin. Okay. Yeah. Like the Amber Geiger case. We did not call that the uh, the uh, bottom jean. bottom jean. Yeah, we didn't call that that. Nope. Yeah. Because so. they weren't on trial. Actually, you know, it would be nice if. They were alive to be on trial if they had committed a crime of some sort. So yeah. let's um, definitely not make that mistake of calling it their trial. At least they would have had a a fair trial, um, hopefully to exonerate them or to, you know, or whatever the case may be if they were guilty of something. But it would be nice if they actually had a chance to see a courtroom if there was something that they were, you know, that they may have been um, being looked at for. So let's um yeah let's let's have respect and remember that George Floyd is not on trial because that that was taken away from him. He that was part. murdered. Yeah. That, dead people don't go on trial. That part. I'm I'm just seeing so much about it. So one thing I saw was that he was just uh Derek was so it was so much going on that he kind of zoned out and didn't realize that he was yeah that's the gist of one of the things that was said. He said he zoned out. He was like out of it because there was so much going on that he, you know, didn't really hear him say that he was on his neck. Um, I mean, it's just been so much and so much is coming out. They said that he was, he was in a good mood. Um, George Floyd, he was joking with people before all this went down. It is crazy. And they said, you know, like we all knew he pleaded with them to like let him off. Um, a lady that was an EMT, she pleaded to go help him and she wasn't allowed to. I mean, this case is crazy. It's, it's really sad and it sucks to have to relive it. 
So um, have y'all been able to see anything on it? Yeah, sorry about that. It was just, um, you know, you talking about it just brought it home again, yeah. you know, and I don't know, like, I'm, I'm kind of lost for words right now just because, yeah. you know, and I've been keeping up with it all week. It's just the excuses and the not trying to be held accountable because the bottom line is this. Six, seven years ago, we wouldn't have even been here. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Had this happened. Um, And now we are. So they are trying everything in their power because this is more shock factor, not because George Floyd was murdered, the shock factor of this is the fact that the police department is now being held accountable and a police officer is now being held accountable for his actions. You see what I'm saying? And that's why this is a big deal for most people. You know, I would love, 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 love to see justice for George Floyd because that's justice for a lot of other victims. It is. Um, and it's, you know, the beauty in this, if I can call it that, is him being able to really tell his story. So for those who want to be like, he had a counterfeit 20, the cashier who took the 20 from him said he didn't appear to know that it was fake. Um, what does any of that have to do with thank you. a knee in a man's neck that part. and he can't breathe? I, I still don't. It doesn't matter. All of that Even if he did doesn't know. equal death. Yeah. All of that doesn't equal death. Thank Point you. to me a crime that any of these people have done that require them to either be shot or to j- just have, you know, have someone's knee in their neck and they can't breathe. Point to me the crimes that they've committed that result in any of those sentences that they now have, which is death. I, I don't see it. No one can name it. Yeah, we just I just I do want to say that that in these type of cases, they try to justify their actions by talking about a person's past. That is irrelevant. It doesn't matter how horrible of a person that <laughs> of horrible of a person that person could have been, would have been. It does not matter in that moment. He was not it, a. It wasn't your 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 thing to call. It wasn't for you to kill him. Your your job was to show up over a counterfeit twenty and handle that. Um, killing him, having your knee on his neck, that wasn't part of protocol that day. Um, and that's the thing. Death did not warrant anything that happened on that day. Death was not supposed to be a symptom of coming to basically protect and serve. Um, he should have been in jail. Jail. And tried for carrying a counterfeit. Like, we should be having a, there should be a case right now for him figuring out whether he knew it was fake 20, if it was fake money or real money. We should be, that should be the case that he is. We shouldn't even really know who George Floyd is. Exactly. We should not be hearing, we should not be talking about a death. This and is just facts. insane. So, you know, just stay awake, stay aware, keep um, keep listening, saying the same, and understanding what justice is. Justice is um, not using someone's past to criminalize them to um, make a, make the, ov- make the murderer exonerated of murder. Um, that's what he, what he's a murderer. He killed that man um, because he felt as though he could because he had that badge and he wanted to be the jury in the case on who George Floyd was, which was not his place, was not his role. Um, so yeah, just stay awake and aware, man. Like, cause it's, it's crazy out there and it, it, it is sad, but, and people have their opinions and, you know, they try to um, 
push their agenda onto other people because they feel it's right, but no one made you the jury or the judge in these type of situations. So, like I said, for justice for this family, please just stay up on the trial. We'll try to give you what we know. I mean, like I said, the trial just began, and people are giving their testimonies and their account, um, but we are really hoping for justice to be served here at Straight Glock. Yep. Um, just real quick, did, do y'all uh, know who Anchor Greg Kelly is? Probably mm-hmm. not. Oh, it's funny. Uh, he's not nobody major. He's just a, a news anchor. Uh-huh. Um, and I was listening to uh, Breakfast Club, and he was the uh, donkey of the day one day this week. And the reason why is because he made these weird-ass tweets about um, smoking weed. <laughs> he was like, smoking weed, a.k.a. grass, is not a good idea. He tried it back in the day, and it was worse than anything that happened to Hunter Biden, which was not fair. Um, <laughs> he said that he toked it up with some buddies in Kentucky, woke up four hour, four days, my bad, not hours, four days later in Nairobi, Kenya, with no idea of what happened. Don't do drugs. <laughs> that wasn't just weed. I have to say <laughs> that all the time. We don't do that, no matter what strand, no matter how strong. And I'm not even an avid weed. I don't. I don't smoke weed. <laughs> I've tried it a couple of times in my past, but I don't smoke weed. But one thing I do know is I know a lot of people who do. I've been around it enough to know weed don't do that to you. It, they've done something to that weed out outside of genetically modifying it. They've added some sort of like sherm or, you know, cocaine or they've something. laced it with something else that's not weed. If that happens to you, you should be upset. You know. How'd you get to Kenya, friend? Like with no passport, <laughs> they put <laughs> him on a bags? boat, a ship. Did yeah. you have clothes? Like no, fool. Like why you lying? Like it had to be. It was. It wasn't just weed. And if it was, pass the pipe this way. I want to know what it was, and I kind of want to try that because if I can get to Naomi, Kenya, and not know how I get there, I'm like from America. From America. No. Woke up four days later. I need that rest. So like they put him please. on a ship and shipped him there. There's no way he walked through an airport. A whole with, airport with that bags. That means you was gassed. I feel like you had, you had to be gassed up. You couldn't have done that unconsciously. Yeah. So I thought that was just so stupid. Like, bro, like if you talk about like a don't do drugs campaign, honestly, that made me more interested in it than anything. Like, I really want to <laughs> exactly. know. Exactly. How did really? that happen? Ooh, what kind of weed is that? <laughs> What First of that? all, he's lying. None <laughs> of this story is true. <laughs> you alternative are, facts. Yeah, these these are all alternative facts. I mean, okay. Is that so indica that you had? New York had? just legalized weed um, this week, correct? Yeah. Yeah, right. So he pops up with this story about how he smoked a blunt. Right. Um, so this is a ex um, Marine Corps lieutenant colonel. Colonial in the military, in the Marines. So you're telling me you smoked a blunt, got kidnapped and taken to Africa as a retired veteran from some weed? You're Mm -hmm. also a White House correspondent. So you you conveniently have all of these incorrect symptoms from smoking a blunt and told us you woke up in Kenya. Um, You were military personnel. Where's the record? And how did you get home, friend? Like, who brought you back? From Kenya. Thank you. Where's your passport? First of all, who confused. were you smoking with that you trusted that much that kidnapped you and took you to Kenya? And why weren't they as high as you? And did they go to Ken? <laughs> and did they go to Kenya as well? They drugged him. 
if he First got to all, be, this didn't really happen. No, if it did, <laughs> but they drugged him if this happened. You were drugged, friend. Yeah, yeah he could save it. <laughs> yeah, like, so, yeah, y'all. Um, I just wanted to let y'all know um, about that. So, Nick, you got anything for us this week? Yeah. Can you use that degree? Sure, yeah. Let's do it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in school. It's cool. That's it. Well, no, um, just, you know, just a little tidbit about, you know, personal finances, things like that, about living within your means. Um, you know, a lot of people may not know this, um, but it is very smart to follow what is called the 2836 rule. All right. Um, what you should not do, um, and most people will agree on this, and this is what financial advisors, you know, usually recommend, is that you don't spend more than 28% of your gross monthly income on your housing expenses and no more than 36% of your actual income and your total debt, okay? So the reason being is that because you have to have, you know, uh, disposable funds at all times. So, you know, always keep yourself some money. You should always have about 64% of your actual income uh, left over for you. So that's just, you know, a little tidbit. Um, live within your means. Don't spend more than 36% of your income on your debt. Um, and if that is meaning that you have to drive around in the little bitty car that you don't want, you know, and not have the, the vehicle that you don't want, I mean, the vehicle that you want, uh, do that until you can actually make it. But that's just my little piece of advice right now. What um, JV say? Uh, you can't afford it till you can buy it twice. That's right. Yeah. Think about your think about your debt to income ratio. You know, um, think about those things. You know what I'm saying? Um, and if you need to figure out your debt to income ratio, simply just do this. Add up your monthly debt and then divide your debt by your gross income. Just remember your gross income is your income before your taxes. And that's how you do it, you know, and make sure that you are able to afford the lifestyle that you live. All right. Um, yeah, that's all I got. All right. Um, and I guess today is a double dip treat because I'm going to tell you something I hate. <laughs> um, I hate when you pay for food and it's not good. Um, I just hate that. I got tacos earlier and they weren't great. And although it was four bucks, I am not happy. And I hate that I spent four bucks on tacos that weren't good. I'm very upset about it. Um, yeah, so you got anything extra this week? Yeah. Um, check out um Zack Schneider's Justice League. Oh, it was so good. Oh, you actually watched it? Well, um, I watched like half of it so far. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> We're not gonna talk about it then. Yeah. We ain't watched it. I will finish watching it, but from the half of it that I saw it or that I've seen, sorry, it's uh pretty dope. The part I like what it. you made for yourself. <laughs> He watched part one. Right. <laughs> yeah, that movie is definitely four hours. Yeah, and there's no way, you know, my ADD self is sitting in front of a television for four hours not to watch a movie. I could watch, like, four one-hour episodes at a time, but for me to watch one thing that's four hours, it's not going to happen. It was long. Okay, well, as he said, it was good. I saw it. I seen it, watched, saw it. I watched the movie, and I enjoyed it. Um, and this week for my something extra, shout out to McAllister's. So I am just, that's my something extra. I got a free treat, free entree actually from McAllister's. I'm super lit about it. Um, 
what happened was um, they had emailed me saying, hey, you got 1,500 points. Congratulations. You got a free entree. And I was like, oh, my God. No, I'm sure I don't because I don't have 1,500 points. But whatever. And I love McAllister. So I posted to my story on IG, like, why would you lie to me? They DM'd me and they gave me 1,500 points um, so I can get my entree. So shout out to McAllister's. I'm super excited about it. Um, we'll be getting that entree like probably like before the week is up. And they gave me a free tea because I guess every a lot of people got the um, email and they corrected the email and gave everybody a free tea. But I already have a tea pass, um, which means I get a free tea every day uh, for a month. Well, it's like 35 cents, but free enough. Um every day of the month for 30 days. So that was super lit. So shout out to McAllister's yum, yum, yum. Get you a sandwich. Um, and that's it. You know, I guess we done. Oh. All right. All right. Y'all max out.